Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we welcome you today. Uh, thank you for joining us as we continue our current series on the 10 major Christian doctrines. Uh, we covered soteriology a couple days ago in, in a couple of episodes, and uh, I believe uh, through some discussion and and planning that we are planning to do uh, next uh, a couple of episodes on hemartiology, which is the doctrine of sin. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some surprising information in here, so uh, listen closely. You, you may hear some things that, that you've never heard before about the subject of sin. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor, Pastor Chamberlain. Good morning to you. Um, yes, we are uh, doing a series on, and Curtis said, 10 major doctrines. There are more doctrines in the Bible than, than the 10 major ones, but some of the other doctrines are dependent upon teaching the major doctrines. For instance, we taught soteriology, uh, the doctrine of salvation, uh, but we didn't deal uh, gr uh, a great deal with the 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 other doctrines that go along with it, like redemption and adoption uh, and, and, and several other things, justification and sanctification. So um, we'll hit those doctrines uh, at a later date, but we want to get the major things um, out of the way and in your minds uh, so, that, uh, uh, so that you can get a good handle on some things that we do later on. Now, uh, we're going to start in the book of Isaiah. And if you have your Bibles, uh, turn them to Isaiah chapter 14. And we will also be in Ezekiel 28. And we'll probably be there for quite some time. Uh, so those are your two uh, places you want to put a bookmark or your... Uh, your ribbon uh, in your Bible uh, in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Um, first of all, uh, let me just uh, let me just ask a, a question, which I'm going to answer, uh, of course. But uh, where did where did sin originate? Mm. We've heard a lot of times the the, the uh, uh, the expression original sin, original sin. And I've heard uh, for years, uh, for, and, and, and it's bothered me because I think some, <laughs> there are some doctrines that are being taught incorrectly, not on purpose. But some people refer to the, they use the, the phrase original sin. And what in the world is original sin? Where did sin originate? With whom did it originate? Where did it start? And and so many people uh, will teach and have learned uh, that sin began in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, with, with Eve. And it was Eve who committed the original sin. And Adam, who was complicit in it uh, subsequently, and that, and that Eve was tempted by 
the devil who was the serpent. Now, most of what I just said is correct, except for the, the fact that that was not the original sin. No, it was not. No. So what was the original sin? There was a sin before that that took place? Exactly. There what? was a sin that took place even before the creation of earth. What? That's correct. And, well, some people are puffing out their chests and sticking out their chin and saying, prove it, preacher. <laughs> and that's what we intend to do. Now, on Isaiah 14 uh, and Ezekiel 28, in both of those passages, um, we see that uh, both of these authors, these human authors, were to take up a lamentation against an individual. And they used, but God was using the literary device called personification. And so in Isaiah 14, um, we'll begin reading verse 3. And it says, and it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage whereunto thou hast made to serve, that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. Now I'm going to tell you right off the bat that this king of Babylon is a, is a personification of the devil. I want to say that right up uh, on top of things. And uh, then we're going to uh, read more scripture here in Isaiah. Uh, and we'll see why I say that. You shall take verse 4, Isaiah 14. Um, the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow, from thy fear, from the hard bondage wherein thou hast made to serve that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, how hath the oppressor ceased? The golden city ceased. The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruled the nation in anger is persecuted and none hindereth. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee, and cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller or tree uh, feller is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings and the nations, and they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. This doesn't sound very good, does it? No, but who, is, who are we talking to? About Who are we talking about? Well, the they king said. king of Babylon. The king of Babylon. Yeah. But that's just a personification, okay. because now, in verse 12, we're going to find out about whom God is talking. Because he's named it directly. He is directly and spoken to directly by God. Absolutely. And so here it is. Here's God asking the question. 
How art thou fallen from heaven? Wait a minute. You mean somebody fell from heaven? Mm -hmm. I thought if you went to heaven, it was eternal. Well, that's for saved people. That's true. So how art thou fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer. Oh. Oh, Lucifer. Oh, Satan. Mm. Yes, he's talking to Lucifer. Son of the morning. And he says, oh, son of the morning. Now, in the book of Job, towards the end, we see that angels are called sons of the morning. In other words, they were probably created before the earth was created. There were angels in existence. And Lucifer was an angel, as we shall see. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? And here we have the what I call the five I wills of Satan. Satan said five times, he said, I will. And God is addressing what, what Lucifer did. For thou hast said in thine heart, isn't it interesting? Didn't have to say it with his mouth. God knew what he was thinking. God knows what you're thinking. God knows what I'm thinking. He said, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Well, folks, he was already there in heaven. But there's a higher place in heaven than the angels Mm -hmm. had. I will ascend into heaven. That's number one. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What? I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, uh, there there are Christian scientists and I'm not talking about the denomination. Right. I'm talking about godly men who love the word of God, believe the word of God, and yet have some knowledge that most of us don't have. Scientific knowledge. Yeah. Scientific knowledge. And they tell us there are people um, who are stargazers. What do we call them? Astronomers. Astronomers. And they've been looking into the heavens. One of them said this. That there is an empty place. A vast, empty space. Where no celestial bodies can be seen. That's right. Now, he said that that's probably where God's heaven is. Could be, because there's nothing else there. And on top of that, in the book of Job... Chapter 25, it says that God stretcheth out the north mm-hmm. over the empty place mm-hmm. and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Mm-hmm. And so what Lucifer is talking about here is I'm going to put my throne at the highest part of heaven. So he's dead, he's, he got, he's got another I will. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. 
This is Satan saying, I will, I will, mm -hmm. I will. And he is confronting God with his will. And he's seeking to unseat God <coughs> by sitting on his own throne in the sides of the north. Well, God has an answer. And he says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. <laughs> Your throne won't be in the sides of the north, buddy. You're going to be in the sides of the pit. Uh, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of the prisoners and the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch. I think we're going to stop reading right there. The original sin was committed in heaven. And it was committed by an angel by the name of Lucifer. And his sin was the absolute rejection of God's person, of his power, of his presence. Of his authority. Of God's authority. That's what Lucifer did. Let's turn quickly to... Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel 28. Now, once again, it's God using the literary um, tool of personification. Yes, the literary tool of personification. And, and so... Um, Ezekiel uh, was writing in chapter 28 under inspiration of the God. The word of the Lord came again unto me saying, by the way, when we get into the doctrine of inspiration, I'm going to say some things and I'm going to start saying them right now. Uh, uh, God dictated his word to men. And if he didn't, then you need to erase this verse and about 2,500 other verses out of your Bible, because this says, the word of the Lord came again to me, saying. Mm -hmm. Remember Jesus when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness? If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus says, as it is written, it says, it is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by, listen to me, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so when we read this wonderful, precious, holy word of God, it's God's word that he spake to men and oversaw the writing so that they would write down exactly what he said. Well, here's what he said. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, in Ezekiel 28, Son of man, uh, say unto the prince of, Tar of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, 
I sit in the seat of God. Oh, sounds a lot like what Satan said in Isaiah. Um, uh, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Well, all this is a lamentation against the prince of Tyrus, or Tyre, as it's written in other places. He said, by thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches, and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Who was that? The same critter that we saw in Isaiah 14. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom. Well, there's that beauty again. Same character. Um, and they shall defile thy brightness. In other words, Satan, you're going to be defeated one day. They shall bring thee down into the pit. Well, where's Satan's dwelling going to be? It's going to be hell. Going to be the exact opposite of heaven. He <laughs> says, and thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Wilt thou yet say before him that slayeth thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. Verse 11. Moreover, now the lamentation against the king of Tyre is over. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Remember back in Isaiah 14, mm -hmm. his beauty. By the way, that's why he got a good following. We'll read back in the Revelation and we may get to it in this study. We may not. Where Satan took one third of the angels down with him. Yep. Now, we don't know how many angels there were or are. Yeah. But when, when we're talking about uh, thousands, thousands and ten thousands of thousands, uh, as in the book of Matthew. I've heard estimates from scholars who think there's upwards of two to two to three hundred million angels. Angels. And we get that from oh, some figures that we, we get, but we can't be sure. We don't know that for sure. Okay. So um, verse 12. Ezekiel 28, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Then he says in verse 13, amazing thing. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Now, let me hasten to say something here. According to my Bible, there have only ever been four beings, and I'm not going to say human beings, right. but only four beings ever in the Garden of Eden. One was God himself. Then there was Adam. Then there was Eve. And then there was the serpent. And by the way, in the book of the Revelation, Satan is called the devil 
and the serpent. And it was he who drew through one third of the angels down to hell with him. It wasn't there an angel placed at, at the, in the garden after the garden. Uh, yeah, the garden. That, that's so, right. There be five. So no one could get back into it ever again right. until the millennium. Right, right. Until Jesus comes back. Sets up his millennial reign, and then in the new heavens, in the new earth, there will be a garden. All right. So he says to the serpent in verse 13 of Ezekiel 28, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. That sounds a whole lot like the... Uh, uh, the person in Isaiah 14, because it is. Um, the, the sardius, topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou wast created. Satan, Lucifer, is not a god. He is a created being. And it says very clearly, in the day that thou wast created. Then Ezekiel says this about um, Satan. He says, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. You were the top dog angel. And he says, and I have set thee so. You were top dog because I said so. Not because you say so. And so thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. So you were up there where you wanted to put your throne. That thou hast walked, and he says this, that thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. What? <laughs> what is he talking about? The stones of of fire. Well, I'm not going to be 100% uh, dead on with saying this, but I think I'm 99.5% sure that these stones of fire were the planets. So Satan had access to the planets and he would walk up, up and down in the midst of the stones of fire have you ever seen pictures of Mars? Curtis and I were looking at pictures of Mars taken by our own scientists right. with our own scientific equipment. Mm -hmm. And we saw on, the, on Mars perfect pyramids. You can't, you can't naturally form a perfectly constructed pyramid. You can't, it, it doesn't happen in nature because there are certain uh, measurements and, and degree inclinations That's that right. have to be there to make it a pyramid. You have to construct it. And there were other, there were other things in these pictures that looked like um, man-made structures. Absolutely. Or, or, or creature-made structures. Oh, maybe demonic, uh, angelic, fallen angel type. And is it is it just coincidence? Construction workers that Mars is called the red planet. The red planet. 
And so thou hast walked up and down in midst of the stones of the fire. Uh, by the Mars, way, Mars was also the god of war in, in Rome. Yeah. In Roman mythology. That's right. And Greek mythology. Okay. So stones of fire. Um, now now you, you got me off track there. Okay. You're not going to apologize, are you? No. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> So the stones of fire. Um, so is it, is it um, possible that Satan had and his minions, not human beings, created a colony on Mars? Possible. Would I teach this doctrine? No. No. And our, but, but see, later on, we see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, uh, Satan is called the prince of the powers of the air. Is it possible that the UFOs are satanic in origin? Possible. No one will tell us. I think it's likely. But we think that these things are possible. Now let's continue. Again, in verse 15, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Until. Till iniquity was found in thee. Oh, wait a minute. So, so he's still in heaven. Lucifer was still a resident of heaven. A resident of heaven. When iniquity or sin was found, was found in, in him. him. Uh, so there had not been any overt sin yet. Wait a minute. But it was in his heart. That was the original sin. And that was the original sin. Uh, then it says this. Now, I, I'm, I'm, how much time have I got left in this first half hour? About four minutes. Okay, let's keep, keep it going. It says in verse 16 of Ezekiel 28, By the multitude of thy merchandise, boy, is Satan rich? Well, well in, in talent. I think he owns Bill Gates. And I think he does too. I'm sorry, Bill Gates, but if you don't like that, get saved, please. Yeah. Please. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, and now remember that Satan, gave, or Lucifer, gave God five I wills. I will ascend into heaven. I will put my throne here, and I will do this, and I will be like the most high. Well, God comes back now with his own I wills. How many of them? Five. Oh. Hey, by the way, five is the biblical number of grace. Grace. Yeah. yeah. He says this, by the multitude of the, oh, wait. Um, he says, by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with, uh, with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee profane are as profane out of the mountain of God. Bingo, you're done in heaven. That's right. You can no longer dwell here. Mm -hmm. Now let me say that Satan still has access to accuse the brethren in the, in Job, yeah, the first couple see, of chapters. That see, that's right. We see uh, the angels coming before the throne of God, and Satan was with them, and he's called the accuser of the brethren. And by the way, when you sin, Satan's right up there. He can't get in. And what did he tell God when God said, from whence comest thou? Yeah, from, he, go, from, from 
from being in the earth and walking to and fro in it. In the, that's right. By the mold, okay, he says, therefore I will cast the profane out of the uh, mountain of God. That's the first I will. The second I will, he says, I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. Wow. From the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy iniquity. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will, boy, here's the third I will. I will cast thee to the ground. Then he says this, I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Look at here. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore will I, and that's the fifth, I will, bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee. I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all men that behold thee, and they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. And thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. That means... One day, Satan will be locked up forever in hell, and he won't be able to get out. Amen. Now, that's where the origin of sin was. It happened in heaven, mm -hmm. the very first thing. Now, the sinner was cast down to earth. And then, in our second part of this episode, we'll see the original sin on earth. So we'll come back in just a few seconds. We'll say goodbye for now.